Hi, and welcome to Let's Hear the Word with Cindy. Today, we will be reading in the book of Ephesians. It is a long string of sentences in the form of a letter. It is written so that we can live in a new frame of mind. It's peppered with reminders on our behaviors in the body of Christ and in the world. It challenges us to live in love and to live in the knowledge of God and His power and to live spirit-filled lives. It also reminds us of peace, of standing firm, and of prayer. It is a worship and a thanksgiving praise to God and His blessings. God has blessed us with the gift of salvation. He's blessed us with the knowledge of God and His power and things that He will do for the body of Christ. The negative effects of unhappiness, sadness, hardship, frustration has been attributed to displaying little to no interest in the Word of God and God. This is how. Having only interest if God can meet a need. According to Psalm 37, 4, we must take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. The operant word is to take delight. That's something that's ongoing. It's not one time. Another negative effect of not having any interest in God or his word could be attributed to just seeking God to get what's in it for you. John 15, 7 says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you can ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. The key word, remain. Also, some in the body of Christ want spiritual blessings and overflow from a loose affiliation. God wants the whole person to be devoted in the loving fellowship with Jesus Christ. Some want instant results. According to 1 Corinthians 10.31, whatever we eat, drink, whatever we do, we do it all to the glory of God. That is something that is ongoing. That's relational. Not having a relationship with the body of Christ is another way that we can become unhappy with ourselves, with results in our life. And to overcome that, according to Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, it states, sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and another aspect is only coming to God when it's convenient when I really need something according to 2 Corinthians 6 2 behold now is the appointed time it's the accepted time now is the day of salvation Galatians 5, 15, 18 really touches on the topic of what 
Ephesians is expressing. Galatians 5.15, the Message Bible says, It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out in no time at all. You will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? My counsel is this. Live freely, animated, motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with the free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are contrary to each other, so that you cannot live at one time one way and at another time another way, according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? So we can see that you can build with God. And if you feel like your relationship with Christ is not as strong as you want it to be, that too can be rebuilt. It can be rebuilt back with Christ's blood. According to Ephesians 2.13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ephesians 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Jesus Christ, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Accordingly, as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus 
and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory in his inheritance to the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Ward, who believe, according to the workings of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I want to read to you Ephesians 1 from the Message Bible. I want you to hear the words from this translation um, just to get to a, a better glimpse on, on what the, the Word of God is trying to say. Ephesians 1, Paul, am under God's plan as an apostle, a special agent of Christ Jesus, writing to you faithful believers in Ephesus. I greet you with the grace and peace poured into our lives by God, our Father and our Master Jesus Christ. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the Father of our Master Jesus Christ and takes us to the high places of blessing him. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind and had settled on us as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love, long, long ago he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free of penalties and punishments, chalked up by all our misdeeds, and not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose is he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believe this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This down payment from God is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a promising, praising, and glorious life. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I'd think of you and give thanks. But I do more than that. I ask 
ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust in him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from the dead and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. At the center of all of this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. I want to thank you for listening today. Be blessed. <music>